Coming up on the DMV Sports Roundtable podcast, we'll be joined by an old friend, Dave Ross. Now does national work in Chicago with Stadium. We'll dissect, we'll discuss what's going on with the Redskins, and also we'll get into an interesting conversation about technology and where sports coverage is headed with Dave Ross. Also, are the Nationals finally over the hump after beating Milwaukee in that wild card, or do they have to do more in the postseason? And we'll talk about the gambling hut that is coming to Capital One Arena. All that and much more. DMV Sports Roundtable starts right now. Great pleasure to bring on our first guest. Dave Ross was in D.C. for 18 years. Is that right, Dave? 18 years? Well, I mean, and he's going to Chicago. I like to say that now. <laughs> yeah, because now it, may, it just makes us sound old, right? Wow, sorry. We say like, like, like 10 Veteran. plus years or something plus. like that. Yes, that's right. <laughs> he is the host of uh, Sauce and Shram on Stadium five days a week, 11 a.m. our time, Eastern time. Check him out on Stadium, which really, uh, we can get into that a little bit later on in terms of you know, sure. where, where sports broadcasting is going. But I want to get your opinion on where D.C. sports is going. Because I know you're, you're in Chicago, but you're keeping a – a nice drone eye view on what's going on in D.C. I got to get your take on Jake Rudin and the Redskins. He said uh, at the end of one of his comments the other day how he's uh, never right anyways. Nobody's ever going to see it his way anyway, so we're always wrong. To me, that's almost asking for sympathy, which I don't like. I mean, I'll take his paycheck any day <laughs> and the amount of money that he's making, but uh, I, I'm stunned by that that little jab back at the media where you're owing for you're facing the patriots you have bigger fish to fry i think than trying to to make little statements like that yeah well you know how this works friends as well you're not going to win normally managers coaches whatever in any uh sport they're not going to win the fight with the media that normally doesn't end up going their way and i think what's happened here this is the classic case of i give up i said last year that if I don't win games this year, I'm probably going to get fired. That looks like it's coming to fruition. It's all boiled over. Now we hear all reading through the tea leaves that he didn't want Dwayne Haskins anyway. So when you get that out there for everybody to try to, to swallow and stomach and realize that the coach didn't even want this guy here, all of a sudden you realize there seems to be a real rift between he, Bruce Allen, Dan Snyder, the fans, and now the media. So it's almost the last straw for Jake Gruden to yeah. say, well, I've got nobody's got my back. Like, nobody in town has my back. And if he and Dwayne Haskins have any sort of problem, that'll be the absolute last straw if that's the perception now that, oh, that guy didn't even want to pick me. Right. So I'm glad my front office did because my own coach doesn't even believe <laughs> in me. There's so many different layers here that's going on with Jake Gruden. He just feels like Sean Penn, dead man walking right now. It's just a matter of time. <laughs> yeah. you, just, you cannot see a scenario where this gets turned around for the better for Jay Gruden. Who would you start Sunday against the Patriots? If, if I'm Jay Gruden, I would stick to my guns here and go Colt McCoy. We've seen Case Keenum. He looked, if you want to call it good, for the first two games in losses. And then the Bears Monday night game, that was the Case Keenum that I think most people – that's what we expect to see from Case Keenum going forward. He's just not going to awe you. He's not going to wow you. And really, outside of this run in Minnesota, I mean, Frank, the guy is a classic journeyman, as we all know, right? So why do you want to kind of hitch your wagon to that guy? Now, Colt McCoy feels like the same type of guy who's just had less exposure than Case Keenum. But it feels like Jay and, and Colt, there's a respect level there 
of this guy has done everything I've asked. Not saying that Case Keenum right. hasn't, but clearly there is a rift here with Dwayne Haskins in that he just doesn't think the head coach that the rookie is ready to go. And it almost felt like I was safeguarding you, Dwayne, and now mm. when this rhetoric gets out, I'm going to have to put you on blast because if you really want people to see what I'm saying, it's going to make me look right, you look bad, and nobody wins in that scenario. Dave Ross uh, Stadium uh, joins us, host of Sausage Tram, uh, 11 a.m. Eastern on Stadium. Uh, it's very simple. Download the app, right? That's all you got to do. You can do that. Now we're really going to watchstadium.com. You can watch okay. it there. And we're on so many over-the-air yeah, so over outlets, Frank. Awesome. You know how the industry is constantly changing. Oh, you yeah. can catch us on Roku and Apple TV okay. and, and really even in some, some direct uh, cable networks. Uh, depending on your area. But, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, as you know. But uh, I do look back at D.C. almost every day, Frank, and I go, <laughs> wow, thank goodness for the Nationals because the Redskins, uh-huh. it's an absolute disaster. Before we get to the Nats, I want to get your take on them. But uh, what is the national uh, perspective then on the Redskins from, you know, you, you say you're looking at us every day, but from afar, you know, what's the, the, sure. the scuttlebutt about them? Well, it, it does, again, feel like that it's just a matter of time of when Jay Gruden is relieved of his duties. I think the outside perception is as long as Dan Snyder is the owner, mm-hmm. this is going to be inept as long as he keeps Bruce Allen on. Now, look, I, there are a thousand things you can say about Bruce Allen and the way if he's really been led to run this organization or if Dan Snyder is running the organization. And, and that really is. If it's all Bruce Allen – then Dan Snyder has the ultimate fall guy. If it's really Dan Snyder telling Bruce Allen to tell Jay Gruden, this is the players we're going to draft, then this is really Dan Snyder. Then then it all goes on his shoulders. Yeah. I can't think that Dan Snyder thinks he knows enough about football to be involved in every level. This is not Jerry Jones. You know, for, for all of Jerry's fault, <laughs> at least he has a football background. Right, and at right. least he has his son True. Steven to kind of block the Johnny Manziel impulses that Jerry once had. Dan Snyder, if he's got a yes man in Bruce Allen, there's nobody to stop the impulse when he says draft Dwayne Haskins. And if Jake Gruden tries to be that guy, it's being shouted over, it's mm-hmm. being shouted down, and he doesn't have the authority to tell those guys this is not the right pick for this team. So I think from the outside looking in nationally. The Redskins are viewed as an abstract disaster that is not going to get better in the foreseeable future. That's incredible. Let's uh, switch gears. You mentioned the Nationals. They finally, well, at least you got over a mini hump beating the Brewers uh, the other night. Yeah. We're recording this on a Thursday night, so we have yet to see them play the Dodgers. Uh, what do you expect? You uh, you think the Nats have a, a decent shot at up- upsetting uh, L.A.? Well, I'll tell you this, Frank, and you and I do go way back, which is a lot of fun to think that it's not that far back when we had the Strasburg shutdown in, in 2012. Oh, my gosh, right. And we, we, right, and then we, we went through that, and, you know, Mike Rizzo was a, a young GM at the time. And, and you remember, even in the media, we were not allowed to ask questions about the Strasburg shutdown, not even to inquire as to why that was happening. And now you hear Steven Strasburg say, hey, I'm ready to pitch again if needed after my – bullpen stint, if you will, like what a different seven years make. And that's perspective of, all right, we're going to get there every year, and we're going to win going back to 2012, and we're going to do this on the regular. So this isn't that big a deal. And then you realize seven years later, these opportunities are fleeting. 
and they don't come as often as you think. And when you do get them, they have not capitalized on them. So everyone should be cherished, and they are precious, and they are rare. And so what they have now done by finally getting over, I think, that mental hurdle and coming back in the fashion the way they do against the Brewers, because I know that everybody in D.C. was thinking, oh, here we go again. To flip the script on that game, get the three runs with the air and Soto, you know, manning up, the new Bryce Harper, all those things, and to finally break through and win a air quote series, I think all the pressure's off them, Frank. I really do, and I think all the pressure goes to the Dodgers. This is the best team in the National League. This is a team they haven't won a World Series. They're being judged in a different curve than the Nationals. Right. But look, we ask questions on our on Sauce and Shram all the time about Clayton Kershaw and whether or not Clayton Kershaw needs a World Series for his legacy. Right. Think about what the, those questions are uh-huh. versus the Nationals' questions are, which are, can you win a legitimate series? Mm-hmm. So I think all the pressure is on L.A., clearly the better team. But when you have that three-headed monster that the, the boys in D.C. have, I got to think if they can get one in L.A., I mean, you want to talk about more pressure being mm-hmm. added on to Clayton Kershaw on a Game 2 start? Yeah. That would be really interesting to see. So if they can steal Game 1, all the pressure falls to Clayton Kershaw. And his, his postseason track record, let's just be honest, mm-hmm. it's average at best. Before I let you go, I got to ask you because we're talking about the future of sports. Uh, DC United, mm-hmm. of course, MLS team had hired a company to to carry their games this year, and it was strictly uh, app related, um, yep. I believe. And they cut ties mm-hmm. with said company. Uh, I still believe that over the air still is is pretty important in this day and age. You got to get your product out there. DC United's thinking was, well, over in Great Britain, you know, most teams have these deals, which, Mm -hmm. again, I argue DC United is not any of these British Premier League teams just quite yet. (laughs) What what do you think the future is, and using your uh, company as an example, how important is it for a team like DC United to still have over-the-air versus just on an app or on your computer? Uh, It's a great question, Frank, and I I think – we have been a, kind of a model, if you will, of how this industry has changed. I left DC in 2013 to come here to Chicago. It's been 2013 we at the time called. I know. Can you believe that? Mm-hmm. It, it was. It was then called 120 Sports. That's right. At the time, we were the first ever 24/7 all digital platform. That's you right. could only access us on the app or at WatchStadium.com. And what we figured out as we later had to transition to Stadium, which was you know, the, the, again, 120 was our baby, and we've now evolved into Stadium. Stadium became a dual platform, okay? We're actually going away from the app for the reasons that DC United is actually experiencing right now. There you go. So, yes, you can still get us at WatchStadium.com on your computer, but we're finding that the good old-fashioned Good old, old school. It's still, it's still so relevant. And, you know, we try to do something different and be cutting edge, and, and it does work to a degree. But at the end of the day, people still want to sit, as I will be tonight, and watch a football game, watch a baseball game on their TV at home, not on their Mm -hmm. phone, not necessarily at a computer screen. And I think the functionality of stadium being a dual component, Mm -hmm. that you can watch us as a cord cutter or you can watch us at watchstadium.com, however you want to access that, we give you the opportunity. But you still have to have, I do believe, that TV home. Yeah, no question. Because if you're just the casual watcher and you're flipping through and you go, oh, yeah. what is this? I think it's just exactly way right. too specific already. 
you're trying to grow a brand. Yeah. You can't just limit it to X amount of people or millennials for that matter. You gotta you gotta think bigger than That's that, right? right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. And I, I think DC United learned, is learning that lesson too. And again, I think we were we were very aggressive in our uh, infancy here and have learned mm-hmm. there still is a huge need to reach those people, yeah. whether it, again, be by Apple, Roku, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the cord cutter device might be, but still possibly have the outlet for people to watch mm-hmm. on their standard TV, cable subscription, whatever it might be, and also the mm-hmm. opportunity to access it elsewhere. Dave Ross, <laughs> thanks, man. Check him out, Sausage Ram, uh, at Stadium, 11 a.m. Eastern, five days a week, Monday through Friday. Listen, always a pleasure. Thanks, man. Time to play some pepper. Hot takes, hot topics. George Wallace, WTOP Sports Director, is here. What's up, my friend? Oh, you know. <laughs> the same old, same old. Same old, same old. Jamal Bowens is here. What's up, man? I'm here, man. I'm hanging in. Glad to Good. be here. And, uh... Let's break down whatever this debacle in well, Ashburn is. it is uh, a Friday we're recording this, and it is official now. Colt McCoy is a starting quarterback what? Sunday against the Patriots. You don't say. Yeah. Stunner. Told you. Mm. This is an absolute joke. An absolute joke. What's the joke about it? When was the last time Colt McCoy had Listen, a full he's week un- of practice? He's undefeated against the Patriots in his career, okay? 1-0. Oh. oh, is he? Yeah. With what, 2010, Cleveland? the Browns, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, this is just unreal. Seven and twenty in career starts. So why did they draft Dwayne Haskins then? What What are they doing? They wanted to draft Dwayne. What's coming out, and it really doesn't make a difference who won him, who didn't want him, because Gruden is not the future. Dwayne is. So George, you said it a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. Gruden is going to go out on his own terms, and if that means going out with his own guy in Colt. That's what it is. I don't mm-hmm. think anybody is surprised by this. This shouldn't I be surprised. Be this. this shouldn't be a surprise. Jay Gruden is—he knows what his future is, but he wants to win as many games as possible. He's not trying to sabotage Dwayne Haskins. No, he cares for Dwayne Haskins. Fine, but Jay is not interested in developing Dwayne Haskins no, for three not. years down the road. He needs to try and win football games, and if he needs to play Colt or Case, it's fine. We all know that Dwayne is not ready to play. Dwayne doesn't get first-team reps in practice. If you prepare him for a week. Then throw him in, maybe see exactly. what happens. But it, it's just not. And That's nobody not should be happen. surprised at that. And the fact that, oh, well, to people close to Jay says he didn't want Haskins. We know this. Mm-hmm. Why are we still doing this? <laughs> it's, 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 right? it's, not, it's not a new discovery. No, it's, unbelievable. it's not. It's not a mystery. It's, it's unbelievable. And when you have Gruden uh, on, I think, a Wednesday taking jabs at no matter what I do, people yeah. are going to have comments. Right. That's to the national media, Correct. unfortunately. And the fact that he's listening to that noise and regurgitating it a little bit annoys me. But I can understand his frustration because yeah. it's being blown way out of proportion. And Wait, everybody's only, just eating it up. Only this place can do this with a rookie quarterback. And, and all of a sudden, you're sabotaging him by putting him in a game. If Colt were healthy, he'd have been the backup <laughs> Sunday true. and gone in the game. That's true. Sabotaging. That the was, only thing with, with Jay this week, oh. to what you just said, Frank, is yeah. if you don't want to hear the noise, why are we playing close to the vest, or playing coy, right, so to speak, right. about making the announcement on a Friday afternoon. Well, no, I think it was. I th- he's, he's, when he said that Colt, Colt went through, he he went through all the first team reps this week. The team knew he was going to play. Jay's been planning this for a week, but Wednesday was a walkthrough, so they didn't really do much. So he wanted to see how he practiced Thursday and recovered today. But Instead of him saying Colt's going to start and then having to go back on it today if Colt woke up sore. I get that would that. be my thought. I, I understand it. I took it a different way because to me it's it's you know who are you trying to fool? Is this a trying oh. to get back at the media, trying mm-hmm. to, to jab at them? 
I hope you're not trying to out Belichick Belichick. No. Because you know what? He doesn't care who your quarterback is. I honestly, I, I you know what? It's, I don't even know if that even comes across his brain. It I'm going to try and get Belichick is what started it, it, these three. It shouldn't, no. but it's an angle that you can look at with this tag. Like, what are you trying to do here? Because Belichick doesn't give a damn who your quarterback is. And the funny you thing have is— have Jesus on the center. He got a game plan for him, too. And the it funny thing is, if this were Belichick saying that, everybody would be like, oh, he just doesn't want to really— You know, it'd be okay if somebody else says it. He doesn't want to reveal who his quarterback's going to be. Make you plan for all exactly. three. Exactly. But, but Jay has not been known to be that— uh, Creative in, yeah. in in what he does and in in, in in you know posturing and things like that. That's a Belichick move. That's a Popovich move. Coaches like that. You know, if, if Jay does it, you, what the hell is he? What, what you up to? Right. Let me ask you this because I, I just go over and over again in my head. Like, is it really that complicated for this young player, Dwayne Haskins, to step in and not be as bad as we think he is? Because everybody says he's so ill prepared. Listen, he was thrown into the Giants. He didn't look terrible. Yeah, no, he had he some bad picks. But how is he going to get better by sitting on the sidelines? So clearly, Jay Gruden still has the con and has the juice when it comes to who's playing quarterback. Because I would say, as an owner, uh, hello, it's time to at least throw him to the fire. Is it because it's the Patriots they're not going to do that this week? No, I think so. because there's no shot for them to win. I think mm-hmm. either way there's no shot yeah. for them to win. And Jay's like, if I'm going to go and I know I'm out of here, then mm-hmm. I'm going to at least give Colt one more shot to play. And you know what? If I'm, they play Dwayne, then mm-hmm. he might as well just say, look, go in the owner's box and say, just do it already. Right. <laughs> but you know what? I'm, I'm just fine. do it. I, I'm fine with Rip that. Rip the Band-Aid off. I'm yeah. fine with it. Because if you want to put Colt up there to get his brains beat out and get bashed by this what is now one of an elite-looking defense that New England has now, I don't know if they're the top rank, but I know they're up there in the top five anyway, then so be it. Mm-hmm. If you want to go out there and take that ass whooping, do it. Keep Haskins over there. It's fine. Let him take that punishment. But, no, Haskins did not look that bad. Didn't look that he, bad. Look, Daniel Jones threw two interceptions. He did and, and third and one was dropped. Like, yep. There was a third yep. drop. So he could have easily had just as many this. interceptions as Dwayne did. Correct. You can see that a lot of things, Dwayne made those throws in preseason. You can see that things were out of yeah. sync when it came to Vernon and some of those outruts that he did throw the interception sure. on. Sure. Bill Prepper said as much, he knew the play. He knew the route was coming and he jumped it. There's got to be chemistry there. I don't, you know, we can debate and, you know, Chris Thompson and B. Mitch had this big back and forth about, you know, who <laughs> takes reds. Okay. I've never seen a, a rookie take, you know, whatever. Oh, it doesn't make God. a difference. Yeah. If he comes in, he comes in. It, it's there. I don't know why people are piling on. We're very quick. Right. But I wouldn't also wouldn't play him this week because Trent is still MIA. Scherf is not playing. Right. Both Vernon and Reed Injury. Yeah. are out, out against this defense. Yeah. Let Colt take that ass whooping and keep my rookie quarterback <laughs> healthy for another day. I was reminded, Maybe a better matchup. I was reminded on Twitter, guys, do you know the last quarterback to beat Tom Brady at FedEx Field? Like in 2002 or 2003? Do you know like it was? Three, wasn't it? it was a, not was a very good Tony quarterback. Banks? It was... No, it was oh, Patrick Ramsey. Ramsey. Patrick Ramsey. Patrick Ramsey. So Patrick Ramsey can be Tom oh, Brady. Shell shock Patrick so, Ramsey. I would say the is hell he okay? It. How is his nerves now? I always uh, worried about that kid. Yeah. Who, Patrick Ramsey? Yeah, because he was like well, Derek Carr. He's a great him. question. He he where is he so much. Where is he now? He has to have PTSD or something by now. So with that said, guys, uh, hot take. You got one minute to respond. 
How will Colt McCoy do against the Patriots? Do you see him actually doing something to ignite and elevate and spark the Redskins offense? Jamal, you got one minute. What do you think? He's going to manage the game. He's going to execute the game plan that Jay puts out. The problem is that defense is way too good, and we're missing way too many pieces for Colt to really have a fair shot. He's going to be under duress all day. He doesn't really have any chemistry with many of those wide receivers. A lot of the young guys, we're not sure. I don't know. I guess McLaurin is, is still questionable. I'm not sure how he's going to factor in. If you don't have him, that's even bigger to figure out who you're going to throw the ball to. You have to find a run game. You have to go back to AP. You have to use everything you have in your arsenal because you do not have a trusted tight end to go across the middle as your safety blanket. So he's kind of cold is going to kind of be be asked out in this situation. And <laughs> I, I hope that he makes it through in one piece. But I wouldn't be surprised that we're talking again next week or the next two weeks about Haskins because him and Case are wearing matching walking boots. Georgie? It's probably true. <laughs> I mean, it's true. The knock on cold is he can't stay healthy. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you try to oh, rush him a, back. There's a 50-50 shot he's out of the game. Yeah. Right? I mean, look what happened the first time he it's got incredible. to start against the Phil- Eagles he last took year. A, he, took, so, he took a shot. There's a chance we can see Haskins. Depending he on what goes in the case, uh, if here's case the problem. is down, you can see Haskins Wait, is, in this game. Here's the problem. Is, oh, yeah. Is Case the backup or Dwayne the well, backup? Well, it depends. It depends if, if Case can go. If Still Case is healthy, it's going to be Case. Oh, Case has goodness. a boot on every other day, so I don't know what's going on no. with him. And no. he didn't today, apparently. But, yeah, I, psh, I don't know. Ms. McCoy, you know, the whole talk about McCoy can can run this offense, and that's fine. You can run the offense great, but you need you need uh, weapons. If mm-hmm. McLaurin's, that hamstring's tricky. If it's questionable, you have Richardson out there. That's it. You have Jeremy Sprinkle as your starting tight end, mm-hmm. and you have Adrian Peterson who's rushed for less than 100 yards in oh, four he's games. Been terrible. So, you know, um, manage the game all you want. Don't throw picks, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I don't know how they're going to score. That's the problem. New England has a hell of a secondary. And if yeah, you're I if mean, you're Colt, are you like this is a great opportunity, or you're like, oh my god, it's a great question. I don't I mean, know. A as a competitor, point. as a competitor, you want to get on the field. Right. I get that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's like, hey, go to JJ. He's got to know that come the, on, dude. the chips are against him. Everything yeah. is stacked. He's he's thankful for the opportunity. Yeah. But in the back of his mind, he's like. How the hell am I supposed to make this work? Yeah, my goodness. So with that said, guys, uh, what's our expectations on Sunday? As you know, the Patriots are 15-and-a-half-point favorites at FedEx Field. My my next question is, how many Patriots fans are going to show up? Is this going to be like 80-20, you think? Yeah, it could be 65. Yeah. 65-35-ish. It's going to be interesting because it looks like the tickets are still 100 bucks to get in. So there's the So it's going to be a packed house. Okay. It'll be Patriots. Uh, you know, Nats are at home that night, too, so people aren't going right. to do both. No. Um, Which, by the way, I want to say, and we'll get to the Nationals in a second, they got a home field advantage. And that was a good-looking crowd against Milwaukee. Yeah. It's all red. Yeah. I mean, that's not. Yeah. It's good to and, see. And I tweeted it's good to see. Josh Norman and everybody else, all the, 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 the players that are looking at the fans, the support is here. That night, if you look, the, the Mystics were playing the same night. And if you looked at both venues, that was flipping back and forth. Nats was packed. Uh-huh. Yeah. There was it was sea of red in Southeast for the Mystics. It's here. Yeah, you had you saw it for the Caps when they won. It's here. It's here. But we are not going to continue to support mediocrity. And I don't know why you it's would expect some exactly. But why would you <laughs> yeah. expect people to yeah. spend money on mediocrity when you're yeah. we're there on the down? We've been there for down times way too long. 
And we were there for all of these teams that I just mentioned when they were down. But you see this out, the outpouring of support when these teams reach certain heights. The city is there. Mm. So if you want it, hey, if you build it, they will come. <laughs> well, this, there's no there's no doubt about that, especially with this football team. You've seen mm. it, but fans right. have just been <coughs> excuse me, fans have just been just beating to death. Just beating to death. But I, I mean, think that you know what we're running into a part where a lot of the fans now we're seeing the younger fans who are not as lucky as us mm. to have seen the Super Bowls in nineteen eighty seven and you know, whatever. We've seen this team be good. We've seen this team be one of the most storied franchise in the NFL. And unfortunately, there's generations behind us that are not 40 over that have not, that they've seen nothing but mediocrity, mm-hmm. nothing but losing. And those are the ones that you're, you're, they're losing. You know, they're Which losing is their incredible faith. that they haven't and I don't done blame anything. Them. Yeah. I'm surprised they're not all Ravens fans at this point. They could be. I don't blame them. But I know we're holding on because we've seen greatness. <laughs> And we're just hoping on, holding on to hope that they'll do it again before we're dead and gone. Six feet deep. What uh, do you expect on Sunday, George? Uh, are I, the Redskins? I, you know, what, I'm going to take the Redskins plus the fifteen and a half. I don't think really? they're going to win. Obviously, I'll take the points. Uh, I kind of think they'll. I, for, I, I think they're <laughs> going to cover. I think so, too. Really? Because I do. Because 85% of the public have yeah. bet money on the Patriots. Yeah. So I'll go the other way. It's weird. I think they are. Mm. I think they're, you know, look, and then what happens if they're competitive? Okay, you define competitive. What happens if they're competitive Sunday? Do you still make a move Monday and then give the new guy a soft landing spot against the Dolphins next week? You give Bill Callahan whoever's going to be a soft landing spot? No, I, I'm not sure if, if, if either way, I'm not sure if he goes anywhere after this game. I'm just not those, convinced. By the way, those reports about I mean, we could say what these folks are saying. Right. No disrespect, but geez, it's hey, He's he could be, should be fired after this game. Well, of one, course, one week somebody's going to be right because they yes. say Monday every yeah, week, right? But they say the it all right and see what oh, sticks, which is which is so ridiculous. Nobody knows unless you're Dan. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. The problem nobody is you, you've given up over thirty points. To everyone, thirty over to everyone that you play. And here's the thing: it's got to be a package deal. You can't just right. let go of one and not the everybody. other. Right? Clean house. Oh, they got to go, Greg. But but still, like I said before, that's putting a band aid on a gunshot wound. I, if Bruce is still there, yeah. because it's the same. I know, and nothing's going to change the rest of the year. Have. It's going to be the same same soup served in a different bowl. It doesn't change anything. They're all the chains got to cover them up high. Let's get to the uh, nationals, gentlemen. Do uh, wait. What did he say about Sunday? I didn't get to it. Oh, I didn't give it. Yeah, my, my, my fault. Sorry. What do you think is going to happen Sunday? Here say gonna I, my I bad. I was. They're going to win. No, no, <laughs> not at all. Like I said, they've given up thirty point, thirty plus points. I know this defense uh, will try to galvanize and get better. They get the talent to do so, but Minuski can't uh, scheme for anybody. The problem with Belichick's offense: the only constant you have is Tom Brady is a quarterback, and Belichick is is the coach. You don't you do have no idea whose day it is. It's a Josh Gordon day. It's Burkhead. Mm-hmm. It's Edelman. It's uh, James White. Sony Michelle. Anybody, because he he he'll pick you apart and he'll find where your weakness is and he will exploit that one player that you don't expect will go off. You know, for two hundred yards or three touchdowns or something crazy. So you have no idea exactly what you're scheming for. You can say you want to rush Tom Brady. Well, people have tried and many people have failed. It doesn't work that way. So I think they end up getting picked apart, especially Mm. in the secondary. Because I don't want Norman anywhere near Josh Gordon. 
what are you going to do? Who else are you going to put them on? There's no one else you can put them on. Right. So they're going to get eaten up. It's going to be ugly. Ugly. They're giving up over 30 again. Mm. Yeah. I would say 35 to 13. Because yeah. I'm not even sure if they muster that mm-hmm. much. It might be a heavy D-hop day and kick a whole bunch of field goals. So, D-hop. so what if... So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's not a lot there. No, oh, there goodness. isn't. And it's, it's, it's a homecoming game, basically. This is yeah. like... Alabama versus, you know, and, you know talk about, Southern so, Mass. I don't know. Talking about, college. talking about Jay and, you know, they're going to make the move. Are they going to make the move? The problem is Jay has not, quote, unquote, lost these guys. They like Jay. They like playing. They're just Music's not very good. Music's still playing before practice. They're just not very good. Frank's never going to let Table that go. Table tennis in the locker room. Frank's never going to let that go. Nationals chatter, guys. Uh, is this season considered a success with the victory over Milwaukee, or no. do you want more? Win a is the, where's no. the hump? And stop throwing champagne after winning one game. <laughs> you got to win a series. Thank you, George. You're welcome. Goodbye. We talked about Frank, this Frank last. Thing George wasn't last here last week, week so uh, it is just thing. it's just I interminable. If it's you two do and it three. when you when you win your division, fine. Right. You do it when you win. I think the NLCS, fine. Yes. World Series, fine, but not a wild card and not the NLDS. Nope. No. Goodness no, Because gracious. you just did it I'm six over days it ago already. when you won the wild card. And it's, it's, fine. Not, it's not a series. No, you won a game. And you're playing in two days. Hey, guys, relax with the champagne. And, look like champagne. and we're driving across the and country. They look like they celebrate a little too much. Oh, yeah, my well, God. Maybe not the champagne. Maybe you break out the Miller High Life or something just like something that. Light. If, if, I'm, the veterans on that, if I'm the veterans in that clubhouse, I'm saying, uh-uh. Nope. We haven't accomplished diddly mm-hmm. you-know-what. Yes, that, leave it on that, ice. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I mean, hey, celebrate. Oh, you know, if you got a six Look, pack, of to, some to, to win like the one, to get into the wild card. Okay, I'm still down on it. Not as much as winning the division because it's yeah, but it's it is a long year, and you are one of the five, whatever four right. eight ten whatever teams left. Okay, I, I'll 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 soften on that a little bit. But to do it five days later after winning another game, right? Yeah. Yeah, you should not have done it. No. Yeah, just say, hey, look, that, we're holding that's, back. That's a play-in game. Now they get swept. <sighs> maybe if if it was, get swept. Maybe they will. Maybe get swept. it was a two out of the you know a three-game series. Then you can say maybe, but it's a series. A series, fine. A game. I'm not even high on it. If you win the NLDS, like Frank was just saying, but okay, right. I get it. Because you're right. advancing, and this exactly. team hasn't advanced. That's the other thing. You're celebrating for to go to a place where you haven't gotten past. You've been there. I know. Yeah, I know. NLDS is where the Nationals are. We're taping this on a Friday afternoon, so Game 2 is later on tonight. Uh, certainly Game 1 was disappointing. Offense was not good. They go with uh, Strasburg tonight. Uh, they need this one, certainly. But big picture, when we're thinking big picture and the series, uh, the Nationals are the underdogs. They're not expected to win it, but certainly they've got they've got the pitching. Yeah. It just comes down to some little things, like Howie Kendrick can't make mistakes, and your bats have got to start to come alive at some point. So here's the other thing that's going to oh. be that's kind of swept under from the wild card win. There's now between two games, they only and have the seven hits. Seven hits. They went right. two for twenty eight last night. Yeah, Jeez. and and the other night too. Ugh. They got you know Soto's big hit. Yeah, but right. that was they only had mm-hmm. seven hits. That was their Trey fifth, Turner solo fifth hit of the game. That's it. Nothing before that. Yeah, nothing after that. Until Juan comes in, you have you know you have Zimmerman. They have these theatrics in the end, and this team is they're an enigma at times because they can be explosive, they can put up you know runs in a hurry, or they can look like last night. And sometimes they when they get in the series, they are slow starters. Mm. You know it, they we've get, seen in the playoffs they haven't hit right. right. The, the yeah. pitching is the pitching writes itself just like with Scherzer uh, against the Brewers. Corbin last night. 
had a rocky If you had start. told me Corbin was going to give up two runs on three hits in six yeah. innings, right. I thought they'd win the game. Right. Yeah. They should. But, again, what's the overall theme? Run support is not there. I don't know if they need to build a shrine in the locker room and give offerings of, of rum to Joe Boob so the bats will wake up. <laughs> but something's got to get. Very bad. Steve. By the way, for you people that didn't understand that that was a reference to a classic baseball movie, Major League, the first one, they not the garbage know. they did after that. They don't know. Uh, <laughs> they one don't. more thing about Google baseball. It. Look, we've watched baseball for years, and this is why social media stinks, is because you get sucked into the complaining about the umpires. Mm-hmm. That's a part of the game. Loser and you talk. understand umpires have the different zones, and you adjust to it. If they're inconsistent you adjust to it and then they say oh we want robots well you know what's going to happen when they get robots they're going to have arguments with the robots so it's just like we already saw that in the single a game this year uh frank viola got thrown out remember remember that now look, so, that's loser talk. Excuse Thank you, Georgie. Thank you. Excuses. It is loser talk. Fired oh, up today. See? I saw somebody with the bullet points. Here are my five takeaways from the Nats game. And of course, the umpiring is number four. I'm like, it should not even be in the top ten. Well, you know what? If you're Corbin, why do you keep going back to that? I was screaming at the TV, stop Stop yeah. with the low corner. Please. He's right. not giving it He's to you. He's not giving it to you. So He's just, not giving it to you. So just so adjust. Like, hey, put it in play and let your defense help you out. Every pitcher has yeah. a pitch that they can try to jam you up with. I'm going to throw this, and that's going to pop him up. Or I'm yeah. going to throw this nine times out of ten. He's going to ground out. Put it in play. If you're walking everybody and you're walking in runs, put the damn ball in play. Exactly. And let your exactly. defense help you. Mm-hmm. Now, when Trust they did yourself. that, yeah. the defense had errors. But in that situation where you walk all those people and you keep going through the same spot in the zone, and if you're seeing mm-hmm. that he's not giving it to you, Go somewhere Stop. else. You do something else. So, what do we think in this series? Do the Nats have any chance? I think they. I think they actually come back home. I think they force a decisive fifth game. I think they go back to L.A. I think they're. I can see that. I think they're actually a pretty decent ball club. And once those bats come alive, and see, that's the thing. Yeah. When they're hitting, because you know the pitching is there. It's all about run support. Sure. And you don't have to score ten plus. You don't have to score over mm-hmm. six runs. It's nice, but with the staff you have. You don't have to. Just All you have pressure. to do is have enough mm-hmm. to have their back where you don't have to rely on the bullpen, the daunted bullpen. And that's the that's that's, yeah, that's the major thing. Yeah. The hitting will come because they have too many talented players not to be able to hit. That's the dangerous mm-hmm. part for the Dodgers is, yes, the Dodgers have great pitching. But at any moment, the Nets bats can wake up. Yep. And if they sustain, you know, they come out, Strasburg comes out, better mm-hmm. or what he did the other night but the other two are rocky if he comes out doesn't have a rocky start and he's smooth sailing you gotta hit you have no choice but to hit we are uh, joined now by chris chion hello sorry uh, perfect timing no it's okay because i want you to get in on the action here literally in on the action big announcement this week uh the wizards uh caps owner ted leonsis is going to build this sports book inside of his arena uh, now, the D.C. government still has not officially officially made it legal, right? They're still trying to work out who gets the contracts to run the books, yada, yada. It looks like whoever does will get in cahoots with Cap One Arena. My question to you, Christian, is, look, I, I pay attention to the lines. I understand it. Uh, Ted will say it's data-driven stuff. It's like Wall Street, which is completely maniacal and ridiculous it's sports who knows what's going to happen in your opinion 
as a guy who likes to uh, get into this stuff. Good idea, bad idea, middle of the road. What do you think about this maneuver to put a sports book at Capital One Arena? It's a great idea from a financial standpoint. You know that people are going to be going into the sports book during the game. They want to have a rooting interest, and they're going to place their wagers. These Wizards games in February, when they're 30 games below 500, actually means something because it becomes a destination. Now, you could take the Chris Core approach I heard yesterday. He basically just said, I don't like it. Uh-huh. It's Get off my lawn. Yes. Uh-huh. In, in a minute long, it was get off my lawn. <laughs> and I get that from an old school <laughs> feel. But in so many words, I mean, this is lucrative yeah. and it's what happens in sports. You're going to take advantage of the opportunity is, and Ted's doing it. Is the technology good enough? Now, I've heard there are places now overseas where, where literally you're predicting plays before they happen, whether it's going to happen or not. Are we up to speed with that? Can we do that? And I assume there's going to be some controversy at some point. Hey, wait, I got that in. I didn't get that in. How does that work if they're going to be able to do that? Real-time sports wagering. That just blows me away. Yeah, these companies that are involved with this stuff are probably, and I don't want to speak for you guys, smarter than me, the developers of these apps, that they are real-time. And if we're comparing it to NBC Sports Washington over the summer when they were doing the real-time wagering or, you know, Right. The uh-huh. questions that they would have before the play, how many yards is this guy going to... I thought it ran pretty efficiently. There were a couple of people mm-hmm. on Twitter, who knows if they were actually being factual or they were just trying to get their money, but they basically were saying, oh, it's running a little bit slow. But I found it to be work perform surprisingly well. Okay. And I think that this only is going to, at Capital One Arena, finally speed up Intralot and the city and getting everything up and running because it's kind of hit a little bit of a stalemate as we've been reporting but Here, here's another question I, I got to throw at you because this is always uh, of interest to me because these people are so good in determining the lines, et cetera. Wizards are up nine and a half, or actually up nine points. Spread is nine and a half. They've got 18 seconds left in the game. They come across the court. People are going to be screaming, you got to shoot. But of course, there's the, the spirit of the game where they just dribble it out. This is where I start to see an issue as a fan. If you've got the Wizards covering and they don't, you're going to leave sort of like, well, they won, but they didn't didn't cover. People start booing. (laughs) So it's just like there's so many variables that could be in play here. That's a great point. I never even thought of it like that. Yeah, when you're not supposed to be showboating and you've got kids there that you don't want to show off like, oh, uh, you're blowing out the other Mm -hmm. team, right? That's not good sportsmanship. Well... Doesn't matter when it comes to your wallet, right? You and, want and, them to cover. And are they going to take college games? Are they going to take everything? Like, what is, I assume that everything will be on the table that is in Vegas will be on the table here in D.C. When I uh, was exchanging emails with David Umansky, who's the uh, chief financial officer of the city, mm-hmm. he had mentioned, now this was months ago, that college was not going to be involved with this. Okay. This was going to be just professional. Just pros, okay. Uh, for right now, uh-huh. we'll see. I mean, that would be kind of wrong. I, I, I don't. I think you, what you're talking yeah. about what is would be wrong. What would be wrong? That, that we have college kids oh. still not yeah, making yeah. any money, but right. the, you right. can get rich. Right, right. and right. Georgetown right. covering that doesn't seem. And uh, who did I see? Tom McMillan, very esteemed uh, former player, former I think congressman or senator, said this would open up a Pandora's box. Where, let's say Georgetown's playing, and there's a, there's there's actually a spread on it that you can be betting on it. Who's to say a guy on the team can't be like, well, hey, we don't make any money, but we can. Uh, <laughs> Plus, it changes the dynamic of. Or the other way. 
play-by-play. Like now you've got guys like Dave Johnson better learn uh, about these spreads and you can cover this and that because it just brings a different kind mm-hmm. of uh, person watching. And that's what Ted knows as well. So really it's – What did he say? I, I, I want to call it. it gambling. What did Ted say? He's, he's, yeah, it's data-driven. Yeah. How many, how many games have you seen where you just go, oh, that, that's incredible. That's amazing. There's no way that should happen. That's not data-driven. That's just sports. There was an Alabama game. And here's another whole can of worms. There was an Alabama game this year where they were favored by like 24 or something. They're up by 27. The other team comes down. Fourth and 12. Their pass goes incomplete, but they call roughing the passer. They get one more play. They cover the spread on the last play of the game. Okay? Who's to say in the future when everything is out there, everybody can gamble on games, well, you're not going to see a lawsuit by a fan who bet money on a game against an official or a coach. It's going to happen. Right? Is that, is that crazy to think? Is it crazy to think that a 32-year-old who doesn't have a lot of money is refereeing and he gets approached by somebody <laughs> yeah. that says, you want to pay? off it's your, happened, your college right. debt, uh, it's I'll, happened. I'll make see, it happen now right you now. you go back to the old days yeah. of the point shaving of course, and, yeah. and boosters or whatever that people would get in bed with the mafia and you know things like that in effect games. It, it's happened all throughout 70s, 80s, whatever, 90s. It's died down to a point because now we're talking about this. Yeah. But like you said, does that not open the door for that? Yeah. Of course like it does. Like you said, a kid at Georgetown or a kid anywhere. Anywhere. You know, any any school USA, you know, if they can't make money, if they're not in California and able to, you know, make a buck off of their likeness and name, this does open the door for those it up. scandals we used to see, whether it's taking money with yeah. Michigan, whether it's UNLV 90. On, do you, do you I saw see blue all chips. The line? Yeah, I blue saw chips. blue right. chips. Is, is, is that all over again? <laughs> Tony. Right. And we, we kind of get away the from that. Sorry. But that was, it was prevalent then. If you think nobody got major what? league representing it, blue yeah, chips. I got that. Thank um, you. We, we do references seen, for us. I'm the young one here. I've seen blue Would chips. Would you get this reference the other day? I yeah, I, I, I sent a, I sent a picture to somebody. Thanks, G. sent a picture <laughs> to my wife, and, and I said, here's my blue steel look. And she was like, what are you talking about? Now, she should know blue steel. You kind of look like a model blue steel. I'm not even BSing you. You kind of do a little bit. Thank you. It's very no, nice of you. Wait, so it's a very wait, serious wait. look. Ed, that you didn't get the reference. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so what do you think? What's the big picture? We cover is this, everything here, is folks. This gonna, is this going to be a success? I mean, are people going to actually... I, As it's much as we line. love to talk about gambling, is it really... Is there that big of a demand for it, do you think? Say, hey, let's go down to the sports book tonight. And, See, I don't think... Uh, but I'm in the minority maybe on that, because I don't think there is, but I, I'm not... I haven't got into that world, so I don't. This is I think clearly, it's going to be great. Who cares about the Redskins game in November uh, when they're one and seven? Gamblers do, and I think for that reason, <laughs> it's going to be a lucrative thing. For ta- it's going to be a destination. You can go to Chinatown. You can hang out at the sports book. You can drink yeah. there like anything else. I, it makes total sense. If they make the drinks free, I may go. Like uh, Vegas. Nah. Like yeah. Vegas. <laughs> Get you drunk exactly. enough. Like Vegas or. or Dover Downs. Or- That's right. Well, fellas, thank you, <laughs> you for your put time. The shades down. No, no, uh, no exactly. clocks in there. And, and That's right. No phones. 72 degrees. Oh, my God. You have no idea what time it is, where well, you're at. You walk outside of Epps Street and be like, whoa, <laughs> what day tomorrow. is it? Pump that oxygen in. Wait, so does she say the Redskins are going to win something? Oh, what do you think? No, nah, they're going to lose 21 to 3. So cover for New England. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. That'll do it for this week's uh, DMV Sports Roundtable podcast. We will talk to you next week.